Waz. Up the Waz. Up the Waz. Egan from dummy half. And Noah Blake has to play a ball making roll. Now here's Pompey. And Adam Pompey goes in. Oh, that was too easy for the Warriors. The Dragons defence just opened up. And Adam Pompey, a man under a bit of pressure following the defensive efforts last week. Johnson, can he get a kick through? Might not need to. Nickel Glickstar, he steps back inside. And Chance has got another. And he does the Ronaldo in the dead ball area. And as the clock does wind down, Peter Goff will blow the whistle. And the Warriors will finish the 2023 NRL season inside the top four. SJ says, give me the ball. Egan passed along. Those training moves are breaking hooves with the ball bros on. TV bit up heavy. Mean day at the park. Want to know the rest? Hey, get to Mount Smart. Up the waz. Yeah, up the waz. That's what they're saying around the country. Up the waz, up the waz. Round 26 of the NRL delivered again for 40 fans and fanatics on both sides of uh, the Tasman with some cracking matches across the weekend, which saw our Warriors cement a top four spot and getting past a spirited Dragons side that had nothing to lose. Things are looking good at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart, and talk of a home semi where it should be played as one of the major talking points uh, heading into uh, this week, which is interesting in itself. We also saw a, a pretty timid shark side get mauled by uh, the Smokey in the competition. The Newcastle Knights will be sweating on Kalen Pongia's availability, and the benchmark Penrith Panthers dropped to second on the ladder, now hoping Jerome Luai will be ready for their shot at an historic three-peat. Well, here to break down the weekend's action with an eye towards the finals now. Uh, looking forward to the last round of uh, round robin play too is uh, one of our SEN's brethren and uh, voice of the game, of course, out of Sydney, Andrew Voss. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning, Smithy. And first of all, standing ovation to Andrew Webster and the Warriors' top four finish. Bloody unbelievable. Fantastic. And so well-deserved. We've been saying it for a long time, Smithy. They're the real deal, and they uh, and the real deal gets top four spots, and that's what they've done. Secondly, to let you know the impact of a... I don't know, where did the whales come from? So my son, Harry, 12 years of age, actually developed a soft spot for the Dolphins this year for whatever reason. But he said to me last night, he said, I know I like the Dolphins, but this weekend I'm going to shout out at the whales. So <laughs> he's hopped on board. He swapped buses. He's hopping on the Warriors for the finals. Is that allowed? Um, you know, everyone admires what they've done, but can, can we can we swap horses and can the Warriors fit a few more on the bandwagon? It's always room for support, honestly. Um, and you can tell Harry, you stay stay on the bandwagon, Harry, and you've got a seat for life if you want it. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty thrilled about the whole deal because, uh, like you, mm. we witnessed um, you know what it was at this time last year when we, we heard stories of players not even wanting to be out there. It's it's a, it is a remarkable turnaround if we say so ourselves. Yeah. It did come at a cost at the weekend with uh, it looked like a season injuring a season ending injury to uh, Luke Metcalf. So that presents um, an issue for Andrew Webster, which is maybe a Dylan Walker back to six or a reintroduction of Tamari Martin. I think Tomato Martin would be the favourite. Um, can I just, just on where talking about Andrew Webster and jobs, I know from the Andrew Webster, and he's handled all the media too very well this year, uh, he will know there's some work to be done. Um, so I, I thought the Warriors good again, but not great. He will know they've got, to, they've got to improve on what they've done even the last few weeks, the 18-6 victory. And, and Dolphins, you know, I'm not quite... He'll want to see a whole lot of areas this week, but 
I reckon he'll want to see the Warriors a little more ruthless too this week. Um, that if they, you know, if they go into the last 20 and they're up by, you know, 12 or so, turn it into a win by 24, something like that. But I want to throw this out at you right now, Smithy, and for your listeners this morning, that I think we need to have joint coaches of the year. This is even ahead of the last round. I'm looking at Kevin Walters has got Brisbane to the top of the table, and I've got Andrew Webster guiding the Warriors to the top four. I seriously can't split the two achievements of these coaches. I, I, and, and, I, and I think it would be wrong to put one ahead of the other because you're taking all the circumstances of the last few years building up to the Warriors and lack of finals. <laughs> the lack of finals appearance is full stop. And then Walters has taken a side from outside the eight to the top of the table. Now, whatever happens in this last round, disregard, I'm saying we have joint coaches of the year this year. I cannot split them. I challenge anyone to split them. Yeah, there's a common denominator in this too, Vossi, and that's a fellow by the name of Reese Walsh, who was part of last year's demise. So uh, he's missing from the Warriors, and they've certainly found one in, um, you know, um, in Nicol Klotzdeck at the back. I mean, mm. Chance has just been absolutely fantastic. And all of a sudden, Reese Walsh finds a new lease of life, at even at it's a tender, such a tender young age. And where does he go? To the Brisbane Broncos. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and now we're talking, you know, multi-million dollar contract for him. Maybe... Reese Walsh would be in your top 10 players in the competition now, no doubt about it. And um, and it's so good to have Taylor Ponga returning to his best. You know, we've got, a, we've, got, we've got superstars in a game. We've got to keep them all fit and going into the final series. You know, lots of, uh, you know, Sean Johnson back to his best has been fantastic. But on Reese Walsh, um, look, oh, Mal Meninga's got... Can you imagine him sitting down picking an Australian side at the moment? Like... Seriously, he's saying that he'll stand by Tedesco as fullback and captain, you know, the incumbent. But Reese Walsh, Caelan Ponga, how can you how can you not put them in your best your best thirteen or seventeen players representing the country in the in the postseason uh, test matches? I mean, Walsh is incredible. I mean, he's just he's a match winner. He's in the game. He doesn't he doesn't drift in and out of the match. Every game he plays now. He comes up with big plays. Every single game he plays, he produces something mm. special. Um, and the same can be said of Ponga at the too, Smithy, with Newcastle's run of eight straight. Ponga is um, in his very best form. Um, so these are all exciting elements of a, a final series that could produce anything, Smithy, anything. Just a blip on the radar, the Panthers lost to the Eels, yeah? Uh, yes, I will say yes, simply because they're not at, they they weren't at full strength, and obviously going through a little bit of rotation. Dylan Edwards, most notably, uh, sidelined the other night. But gee, they won't want to have another injury. I mean, Luai out, you won't want to have another. Um, you know, you wouldn't want to have two key players out and say lose week one of the finals, then be into sudden death week two with with you know star players sidelined. I, um, I, I still have them favourites, quite obviously, and, and I do think they'll win. And I said previously, the only thing that'll pull them up is if they play poorly or below par. If they play at their best, no one beats them. I'll stand by that. Well, they didn't play at their best the other night, but Paramount have played out of their skins. And we had Cameron Smith on our program over here this morning. While it won't work for every team, the attitude of Parramatta to try, you've got to come prepared to play points. Don't, don't wait to see how Penrith are playing, because you know it'll go. You've got to attack right from the start. And Parramatta did that fourth-minute try and then kept going. You know, they kept throwing attacks. They, they had 12 offloads in the first half. Now, that's not always going to come off, but that positive mindset 
is your best chance of beating Penrith, to keep attacking them. You can't just say grind out complete sets and that sort of thing. That ain't going to work. Before you know it, Penrith's 12 and 16 up because they're just better at it than anyone. But Parramatta mm-hmm. um, produced the game, showed that, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I see no reason why the Cowboys couldn't go in with the same approach this weekend, tackling Penrith. You know, let's let's try and go that second phase you know, play. Let's 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 offload at every opportunity and see where that gets us. That would be my that would be my advice to the Cowboys this weekend. Okay, well, the Cowboys um, are in a really interesting situation. Three teams vying for that last spot at the moment, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters. And, of course, uh, the Cowboys on the back of the Dolphins, a victory over the Dolphins, 34-10, uh, have, the, uh, have the Panthers. I mean, it's an intriguing last round for them. What did you make of that uh, performance over the Dolphins? Predictable? Oh, yeah, I would say predictable. Um, the Dolphins hit a wall a long time ago, you know, all over by halftime, 24-0. If the Cowboys don't make the finals, they've, they've got to look back on a, you know, gave away too much of the start and, uh, you know, had one big run during the year, have, have drastically underachieved. But the fact is, if they were able to beat Penrith and they were able to squeak into the eight, I don't know whether I'd want to be playing them on the back of a couple of wins. And they are a side capable of posting 30 points every game they play. So they're a danger side. Could they win four straight weeks? Well, you know, I'm probably saying no, but... Um, you, you just never know. I mean, we always talk about a whole new competition. So they have to go into this last round with an absolute positive mindset to really attack um, and then just see how things play out. But if your destiny is out of your hands going into the weekend, you only have yourself to blame. And I you know, say that to the Roosters as well. Um, you know, you had, mm. to, you had to win some games, a few more games earlier in the season and be like the Warriors, be like Newcastle, who have now bent their spot in the finals. So the Rabbitohs, uh, by my reckoning, uh, come off a bye heading into this uh, absolute uh, rip-snorter uh, against the, the Roosters. That's, that's intriguing. Oh, well, it's our, it's our most bitter rivalry in rugby league, in Australian Premiership Rugby League. You know, two foundation clubs going all the way back to, to 1908. No two clubs have played each other as many times as South Sydney and the Roosters. Um, adding spice to this, Latrell Mitchell is sidelined with suspension. Jared Wadria Hargreaves, unbelievable. Fair income, Jared. What were you doing? He's out. Uh, Joey Manu's hamstring injury. There's no way you, could, you can't needle a hamstring. So they'll get James Tedesco back. So you've got all these variables in it. Um, South City not playing well. Roosters, um, you know, chance. Uh, bring on Golden Point. That's, <laughs> yeah, just the, the, the drama and tension. The last time we called them last year, all the sin biddings. Roosters, Rabbitohs, again, um, incredibly exciting tussle with so much to play for. It is like an elimination semi-final. It is a wildcard game a week out from the finals. Um, South City win, they're, they're playing finals. It's as simple as that. Right, uh, the Knights. Uh, people are now looking at the Knights as saying, uh, if anyone's going to do it from the bottom part of the... Uh, of the uh, top eight, it could well be the Knights who have uh, now actually moved up into about fifth spot. Well, what they did yesterday, so eighth straight win, um, you know, crowd played their part, 30,000 crowd, but what the Knights did in the second half in some ways was the most impressive effort of the entire run of eight straight wins. They um, got better. They got better as the game got went on. It was six all at half time. And they put away a side that, it, that was playing some pretty decent football. And the Knights finished, you know, if it had gone another 10 minutes, they would have scored another two tries. That was a really 
uh, a fantastic finals tune-up. And they've still got one more game this Saturday night against the Dragons. I think they'll rest Caelan Poggle with a shoulder problem. He won't play, but that is an injury to Needle, so he'll be back on deck for the finals. But um, I've said real deal about the Warriors. I've got to say yesterday's second half has me thinking the Knights are the real deal. And I've seen teams with momentum going into finals before. I go back to Parramatta 09, you know, what they did. Um, got them all the way to the grand final. Cowboys in 2017. Michael Morgan went on this rich vein of form. They went all the way to the grand final. A grand final appearance is not beyond the Knights. I can't believe I'm saying that. I had them as a bottom four club this year. But their form looks real. Their defence is in order. Their attack is uh, exhilarating at times. Ponga in supreme form. Newcastle are a hope, Smithy. Are a real, genuine hope. Are the Storm a hope? Yes, they are. Um, Jerome Hughes-Knee is a real worry. Uh, as you know, I co-host the Breakfast Show over here with Brandy and, and all of our listeners love Brandy and love hearing his opinion. Brandy made a statement this morning of the big guns, and you've got Munster and you've got Grant, you've got Patterson now back on the scene. He honestly believes on the form this year, Jerome Hughes is the most important player to the Melbourne side. When he has played his best, Melbourne has played their best this year. And Jerome Hughes with that knee problem, we're going to learn just how serious it is, MCL rather than ACL. You know, if he was hobbled, I can't have Melbourne winning a comp. So it's important they get him back on the field and fit. So therefore, Jerome Hughes doesn't play this Thursday night against Brisbane. The result of Thursday night's actually not that important. We chatted about that. Would Melbourne be best picking, like resting Munster, resting Grant, resting them all, knowing that they'll play Brisbane the following week? Would you rather play Brisbane the following week than play Penrith? Uh, potentially. So there's all those things to think of. But I have Melbourne a hope, but they need those key players, in particular Hughes, all fit. So Hughes, Munster, Grant, an absolute must on the field, 100% fit for Melbourne to be a chance. So, uh, Fossey, what have you got lined up this weekend in this uh, final uh, round of eight matches? How many are you calling? Uh, I'll, have, I'll have three games to call, um, and if I can be selfish, the last game I call is the last game of the regular season. I'm hoping, with apologies to Penrith fans, I am hoping that the Cowboys do beat Penrith on Saturday, because that means that Sunday will be the very last game of the season. Our final eight will not be decided until the last game, and that's Cronulla and Canberra. So uh, I've, got a, I've got a whole mixed bag. I've got Friday night. Uh, calling Jake Trebojevic playing his 200th game, Manly v the Tigers. Yeah, that'll be they both out of contention, but yeah, Manly boy, local hero, playing 200th in front of home fans will be a fantastic occasion. Deserves to fill the joint. Um, Saturday night, watching the Knights play, they're just a joy to watch. They're taking on the Dragons. They'll be at a Cogra, and on Sunday, as I say, I'm hoping that everything's on the line for Cronulla Canberra because that will be just a last man standing contest. So an exciting last round if results fall the right way from a neutral observer's point of view, Smithy. Just um, one more thing before uh, we let you go over here. We're in a state of shock because uh, our all yeah. were absolutely dealt to by the Springboks. Yeah. I just wonder with the result overnight, France knocking over the Wallabies quite comfortably, is there a ripple or two in, in Sydney or uh, have you sort of resigned to the fact that this is going to be a World Cup too far? Please take this as tongue-in-cheek as a smart-ass Australian. Do you want Steve Hansen back? Um, like, <laughs> 41-17, I mean, you know, he, he flew over and that was controversial, calling him up and, you know, finding the coin to fly him over and fly him back for a few beers, as Eddie Jones put it, and 
talk about the team. Uh, all I could say is that the, the match reports, I haven't seen the game in full or anything, just a clip here and there, but spirited, gee, you want to be more than spirited, don't you, going into a World Cup. Australia looks well short and, and probably helped by the fact, you know, that they're not under as intense scrutiny today because of the, the England result against Fiji, the New Zealand result against the Springboks. Um, really there, the World Cup. Oh, I think New Zealand's in better shape than Australia, quite obviously, but um, I, I, there'd be plenty of rugby fans not happy with uh, where both of their sides are at now that they get to the 11th hour before the World Cup. And that, Andrew Voss, is the understatement of the week, and it's only early um, because <laughs> there's, a state of, there's a state of flux over here, I can promise you. Uh, Voss, hey, hey, thanks, oh, no, as always. Uh, yeah, no. I know, I know. There's only one way to go. We've only got France first up too. Uh, hey, mate, have a, have a terrific uh, week, man, and, and we look forward to uh, your very busy weekend coming up uh, when we listen yeah. to your calls. Cheers, man. Thank and you, as always. everyone associated with the Warriors, well done. Outstanding effort. I think all rugby league fans proud of what the Warriors have achieved.